It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Today, we're joined by Bengals.com, Jeff Hobson. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available and free everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, get us delivered to your eyes and ears first thing every day. On your way to work, while you sit down at work, wherever it is, we're there for you five days a week. And Jeff, free agency right around the corner. Everyone is getting ready, putting their salary cap hats on, trying to figure out what this team's going to do in free agency, who's who they're going to keep, what external guys they might like to bring in. And last year when we talked to you, I think we disagreed with you, but you said, oh, they're, they're going to go heavy on defense. And as I told you down at the Super Bowl on Radio Row, turns out you were right. Let's just start there. What's your initial feeling about what this team's going to do in free agency this year? They're going to go defense. No, I don't. Um, I, you know, I guess I think they're going to obviously take a sh- try and upgrade the offensive line. But I also think that what's different this year than in, than in the last two years when they've basically blown all their, you know, free agency money records out of the water. What's different now is they've got a, they've already got a big piece of the pie is already spoken for in Jesse Bates. And um, they've got internal guys that they want to sign. You know, they really, I think the only in the last two years, I think what they tagged, they tagged AJ and that was it for keeping their own guys. So, I think they'd like to. I think they'd like to split the baby there. I think they'd like to sign some offensive linemen, but also, you know, they'd love to keep both Ogan Joby and Hill. But that's going to be a big question: Can they keep both on the defensive line? And uh, obviously, they'd like to keep Uzama. So, you know, I think uh, I think what we'd all love was if we could find that uh, do what they did last year when they signed a Wuzier and Hilton. Two for the price of one. They let Jackson go, who signed for 14 mil in Washington, and they got Hilt and they got Hilton and Ouzier, uh for that combined. That'd be great if they could get a center or a guard for that. I mean, that would be that'd be right down their alley. But clearly, I think where last year was a lot of it was defense. I think there's going to be a split between offensive line imports and defensive line uh, mainstays let's uh let's talk a little bit about and one mainstay close to a mainstay i guess trey hopkins you'd call him that and uh, yeah. Trey, two trays trey waynes trey hopkins mm-hmm. two different sides of the spectrum feels like trey waynes is 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 gone you know yeah. and, and it rightfully so you save almost 11 million dollars if you make that move right. what about the other trade do you think trey hopkins makes it 
past cut down days, so to speak? Do you think they keep him? Not that there isn't necessarily a cut down day, but do you think they keep him in that six million bucks or so that they could save against the cap? Or do they apply that towards a Ryan Jensen or one of these other yeah. uh, interior linemen that there's rumors and, and uh, reports about that the Bengals are interested in? I would think the least they would do would be try to renegotiate. And if not, maybe it's just a plug and play. Maybe it's what you said. When they when they sign a veteran center, maybe they maybe they release Trey. I, I don't know. I know they would like to keep Trey sure. in some form because the guy's – so smart. He's he's the glue of that. He's he's the glue of that line. Uh, that uh, and you need a guy like that. You need you need your center to be your nerve center. Uh, but you also you know obviously they're trying to get better in there. So, um, but I think they'd like to keep him in some form. But um, so there could be a couple scenarios. Maybe you renegotiate, or maybe you just plug. You know, you sign somebody else and plug them in into his salary slot. And. We've got rumors. It's rumor season, yeah. of course, Jeff. And Jeff Hathorne, a different Jeff, who yeah. Jeff, who happens to be the sports director of 93.7 The Fan, which is in Pittsburgh, I believe. He's a, a Steelers insider. And through Andrew Filipponi, he apparently said today that you can put the Ryan Jensen rumor to bed 95%. He ends up in Cincinnati. And you've also got Adam Jones, who may or may not know the inner workings of the Bengals free agency plans saying that Ryan Jensen <laughs> is a future Bengal. So you've got a couple of sources that aren't necessarily very connected to Cincinnati and at the peak of agents leaking things to make their guys more money saying Ryan Jensen will be a Bengal. Would that surprise you? I know we just talked about him potentially taking some of Trey Hopkins cap allocation as a replacement, but what's your feeling on that name in particular, or maybe Bradley Bozeman? Yeah, I, I mean, Jensen wouldn't surprise me. Uh, they're clearly trying to upgrade. What would surprise me is the age. I think they're trying to get younger. <clears throat> I think the model is if you look at last year, all those guys they signed on defense, nobody was over 27. So Jensen uh, turns turns 31 on May 27th. So uh, that's the only thing that would make me pause. But um, – you know, he's obviously – actually, I think at, at the Super Bowl, Trey talked about how much Jensen tape he watched when they were trying to figure out how to block uh, Donald. He said he was uh, uh, really uh, – he learned a lot from watching Jensen, you know, which would be kind of ironic if Jensen replaces him. But, uh, you know, Jensen's, you know, an estimable player, and uh, he's highly regarded. So, um, I, I, you know um, – I think they would like to get a guy younger than Trey. I think I, th I think Jensen's older than Trey, so that would be my only thought. But uh, you know, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't uh, shock me that those guys had it right. I mean, they're obviously talking to somebody, and uh, everybody's talking. Everybody's talking to somebody. So <laughs> it'll be. Uh, I always get nervous when they say, "Well, it's ninety-five percent." You know that always. But you know, I'm sure at some point. Uh, if I'm writing a Ryan Jensen story here in the next uh, 96 hours, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. And th that's the thing with the offensive line to me, Jeff, is there's no big fish. Like the Bengals viewed Trey Hendrickson as a, oh, man, if we could get him, he's going to bolster our pass rush. They viewed DJ Reader 
as you know this guy that you could just plug in and be this dominant player. I, I don't think they're going to to go that route necessarily offensive line wise. And it might be the cornerback route, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. where it's these middle of the road guys where age might be a factor in and part of it is there is no 26 year old entering his prime second year contract guy that really stands out where you're saying oh you know we can reset the market with this guy the same way we did with dj reader at nose tackle we can commit four years 60 million bucks to trey hendrickson because we think he's going to be that damn good and he's entering his prime you know And, and and so to me they may have to almost compromise and say okay age-wise we're not going to love it but we need to protect joe and we need this running game to be better and all of those things uh so we'll go middle of the road guys versus armstead right teron armstead from the saints who has an injury history and is on the wrong side of 30 as well yeah i just don't know if their resources are what are like what they were they still they got a lot of resources they got more room than most teams but they've also got uh like i said they've got guys they want to sign here and there's the specter of Burrow uh, staring at them. Uh, you know, not not this year, obviously, but next year he's eligible for an extension. And uh, that 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 turns your cap on its head. So I think they have to start. You know, they have to start looking at that. I think, I think- and uh, you know, that's that's why I, I don't. Uh, you know, you're right, James. I don't see that big ticket item out there for you know for a number of reader for a number of reasons. I think things obviously get a little bit less flexible when Joe Burrow's extension comes due. We've talked about it with Andre yesterday. He's going to command a lot of money and the Bengals will have to figure out how they're going to pay that money out and manage the cap hits. And if it's anything like they've done in the past, the Bengals will be like many other teams that have to negotiate or sorry, not negotiate, but maneuver around a quarterback contract. And I want to get back to this offseason a little bit more. Because you talked about it, Jeff, I think the Bengals do have a little bit of money. So we'll talk a little bit more about what the external free agent plan and the internal free agent plan is going to look like for the Bengals this year coming up next. It's that time of the year. The college basketball tournament is finally upon us. And you can get all of the latest odds, contests, player props, and so much more in one spot. Bet online, the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information, Bet Online is the best spot for all the scores and news this season. And no, it's not just basketball. Xavier tries to make their way into the NCAA tournament. University of Cincinnati, well, odds a bit longer, but they still have a shot if they can win the American Athletic Conference tournament. And you can wager on all of that and more at Bet Online, your continued source for all of your sports wagering and information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Go there now, bet online, or use your mobile device to sign up today. Bet online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys. So let, let's get back into this 
upcoming offseason. Jeff, you mentioned, of course, B.J. Hill, Larry Ogunjobias, guys that the Bengals would like to have back along with C.J. Uzama. Is, is Jesse Bates, do you get the feeling, looking at the Bengals' history and, and what usually happens when the Bengals franchise a player, is Jesse Bates going to play on the franchise tag in 2022 if I put your feet to the fire today? I, I mean, he'll he'll play. Yeah, I, I mean. Oh, he'll, sorry. I mean, well, yeah, he'll play. Will he sign a deal? Will he sign a deal? Will he sign a long-term deal before July fifteenth? Right. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a shot. I mean, I do. I think I think Bates only because I think Bates likes it here, and I think he liked to stay, and you know he's close to his family, um, so I, I think, you know, I think that that I think there's a shot that that still can get done. You know, uh, you know, I. But, you know, the fact that they had to tag him obviously shows you that they get some they get some room to go there. So and I'm not, you know, uh, I, I think they like Bates. Obviously, clearly, he was a he was a huge factor last year just in the locker room, just just getting these guys here in the camp here into the voluntary workouts. You know, he's the player rep. He's obviously got deep, deep ties in the locker room. But again, there's there's the specter of borrow and. Uh, how much do you pay a safety as opposed to a corner or as opposed to the, you know, to the edge guys, to the people on the edge and the people making plays. It's, but if you look at what he did in the postseason, the guy was clearly a playmaker. You know, he made a play in every game, a big game in, in every, uh, um, you know, a big play in every postseason game. So I do think there's a chance just because I think Bates is, uh, I think because both of them want to be here and I think they'll, I think they'll work pretty hard to get it done. Whether it gets done, I don't know. That's anybody's. That's anybody's guess. Jeff, uh, I uh, we, I asked you about Big Fish and you know Teron Armstead and, and I guess Ryan Jensen would be considered that. But you know everybody's focused on the offensive line. Right. But when I think about Bates and him getting tagged and the Bengals and you said it, they're they're they love corners. It's, it's yeah. no shock, no surprise, and. Yeah. DJ Reader two years ago, last year Trey Hendrickson. Is there any way? Is it any in anything's possible? So I, I guess I shouldn't phrase it that way. Nope. How realistic is it for the Bengals to look at things and say, "We need another corner anyway." J.C. Jackson is 26 years old. The Bates negotiations with his agent, and these are my words, not yours, uh, clearly not going in the direction we we think that they should be going for us to get a long-term deal done. And if it continues that way, well, we can just tag him next year at a reasonable number with the cap going up anyway. So, uh, you know, we could keep him through his age 26 season. And then if he walks, he walks. If if they could get a shot at that, at a guy like J.C. Jackson, and that be their big fish, instead of extending a guy like Bates, not necessarily that they couldn't do that down the line, but doing it this offseason, is that something they consider? Or do you think they're going to go more mid-range cornerback? Because there was a, a rumor about J.C. Jackson and the Bengals and I could see that, I mean, because they've done it the past couple of years and from an age profile, from a position standpoint, mm. all of those things that lines up. Is it realistic? I don't think so. Just because uh, he'd blow it out of the water, right? I mean, he'd be he'd be more than Hendrickson, right? What was Hendrickson? Yes. Four years, 60. Jackson's going to be more than that. And then Probably that 70 or more. Yeah. yeah and, and that takes, well, you know, and they didn't give Jesse 70. So, uh, and I get he's a corner, but that would take you out of, it would take you out of Uzama. It would take you probably out of both Ogunjobi and Hill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, so I, I mean, you know, you still might be able to squeeze in a Jensen maybe, but I don't, I just think that would, I think there'd be too much collateral damage for a signing like Jackson. That's why I'm, you know, they could, you know, um, that's why I was saying, I don't think this year is quite, quite like the last two years, you know, because there's, you've already got 13 million already is uh, on Bates and um, you know, that kind of precludes a, uh, a big bang there, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you can still get, you can still get several good, you can still get good players, you know, uh, but I don't, the one, something like Jackson, I think would take you out of, I think it would take you out of the whole thing. Let, let me throw some numbers at you, Jeff. And I think I did this last time we talked to you last year, the Bengals currently in terms of cash spending, not cap spending, but cash mm-hmm. spending for, <laughs> Uh, 2022 have about 133 million dollars committed. Now let's say let's go down the hypothetical road of of the cut for Trey Waynes and the potential cut for Trey Hopkins, and then you you also have to include money, of course, for rookies, and and for you know Morgan Stanley if if they give him a, a restricted Stanley free. Morgan. Gosh, dang it! You always do that. You always do that. Uh, Stanley Morgan about money. What's that? Right. Especially when you're talking about money. Yeah. I can see why you did that. that, That's what it is. (laughs) He's got a 2.4 million tender coming at least. And that's cash spending plus all the exclusive rights guys. I come to a number that's about 128 million after those potential cap cuts in cash spending for 2022. And looking historically, I would expect the Bengals to spend around $210 million in cash, in cash commitments in this 2022 league year. That means the Bengals have, what, about $80 million in cash, year one cash to spend this year. And I know a lot of that's going to go to internal guys, but when you you think about it that way, do, do you think that we might see some bigger year, bigger signing bonuses, maybe because the last couple of years they've done $20 million. Do you think we'll see another $20 million signing bonus like they did for, uh, you know, not 20, $20 million year one spends right. on, on uh, Reader and Hendrickson and, and Trey Waynes. Do you think there's going to be a guy like that this year? Yeah. I, I mean, I think you'll get one of those, I think, but I don't know how many you get because like um, what the draft picks are eight mil. Uh, yeah, and I've I've accounted for the draft picks in right. that number, so I've got the, the draft picks included. Are about, the restricteds are about five and a half. The practice squads three mil. The um, yeah, I I I think that number. I don't think that number is. I think the number is smaller than you say, but I think I get what you're saying. But I do think they can't afford one big, you know, one big cash. You know, cash. Uh, cash layout and really all those all these deals that they'll do they'll they'll all be big in the first year because that's what they do they'll be big up will be will, that'll be where the big percentage is in, in in year one because of just what you said they've got room that's why they never push anything into the future so but like i say i don't know i'm not sure they have that much cash they've got they've, they've got a lot of cash but i'm not i don't think they have the same amount of cash that they had last year the last two. Jeff, 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. If they go that route and, and there is one big cash spend, if you had to make an educated guess on the position that they use it on right now, what what position would that be? Wouldn't it be Ogunjobi at defensive tackle? You think oh. Ogunjobi is going to be that big of a splash? Well, um, he could be. You could be right. He'll be a splash. I you know, I don't know. It's probably not what you're talking about, but he'll be a large splash. He'll be enough of a splash that I don't know how many I don't know if you can get the biggest splash. Well, but let me ask about. you. I'm not let, let, let me ask you this then. Yeah. Ogunjobi Hill. Do you think the pri- in a perfect world you keep both of them? Is it Ogunjobi the the priority of the two? So I I would I would just because just because of the kind of year he had, I, in my mind, yes. But I don't, you know, I don't. But they want, but they also like Hill a lot too. But they, they got to get, they got to get one of them back. And I know that Ogan Joby had a hell of a year before he got hurt, and so did Hill. So, but you know, they haven't had that. You know, Ogan Joby's that pure three technique that you know they've been missing for, you know, so long. And he, um, but I do think that. Um, that's a question. Can you get, can you keep both and get two or three offensive line? You know, I think you might have to make it as, you know, I would, you know, you got to make a call on one of those guys because, you know, I, I just don't think, you know, you just don't, you just, you're not, you're not going to have a Hendrickson out there. You know, I don't think you're going to have a Hendrickson or a reader, you know, at, at the positions that they need, that they need to upgrade. You know, so, so, so that's that's why I don't think Jackson fits. So is your feeling that uh, the Bengals and Ogunjobi, you think, are, are looking at a multi-year, take him, take him through like maybe age 30, a three-year deal or something like that? Because I was thinking maybe it was going to be a, a another one year coming off the injury, but it sounds like you think they're pretty pleased with the way he played this year. Oh, yeah, I think they're very, yeah, I think they're very pleased with him. And I'm not and I'm not and I'm not uh, uh, privy to any medical reports but i think they felt like it was going to be a pretty straightforward deal that he's going to be able to get back i mean i think they would like to sign that guy i think they'd like to sign him up multi-years they'd like to sign up bj multi-years too um and that's i think that is that's what we're going to find out monday fellows monday and tuesday where the market is and then they're going to adjust it's like you know two years ago they were all in on linebackers and then when the market started on linebackers, they didn't like the numbers. The numbers were a little high, and then that's when they, and that's when they pivoted and went to DJ, because they thought there was more value with DJ. They would rather spend the big money on 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 that spot than you know, getting two linebackers for the for the prices that they that they didn't like. So, what's going to be the pivot this year? You know, what's what's going to be the pivot? Where to? Where's where's the market for Ogan Joby and Hill and how do they and how do they respond knowing that they need help on the line too? So it's it's a different scenario, you know? It is, it is. And then you mentioned Uzama a couple times and 
it's it's funny because we were busy covering super the Super Bowl and Super Bowl week and everything that that comes with that, Jeff. And Rob Gronkowski just happens to say how yeah. you know he he loves Joe Burrow swag and we like to catch passes from Joe Burrow. Obviously, age is a factor, but the production yeah. that Gronk yeah. had last year was still there. Yeah, and the idea of Uzama and Gronk is you know that's yeah. that's great for everybody, right? But um, do you think that's something they even entertain or, or is it just probably focused on keeping Uzama, keeping the guy they know? I mean, they'd love to have, I mean, I'm sure they'd love to have Gronk, but then again, how much you got to pay him? Probably 10 million. Yeah. Per year. I mean, it's, I'd love to have Gronk. I, I would just what guess. Is that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I just don't, but then that takes you out of, I get the collateral damage again. You know, yeah. I mean, it would be great to have Gronk and he'll get you clicks. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> if you're looking for another gad. If you're looking for a couple of gads, I'm not sure that that, that fits, you know. Are, th- are there any guys in that group of guards in, in free agency this year that, that you think are good fits for the Bengals based on your understanding of what they're looking for? Well, just the age factor, like Connor Williams in Dallas, he kind of fits the profile. Lap doesn't like him, you know, because he's got a lot. Well, I mean, I, don't, I shouldn't say that. But Lap has observed that he's kind of penalty prone, right? You know, so that so that's not good. But you know, you're looking at the I think Norwell. Norwell intrigues me, Andrew Norwell, just because he's from here, Anderson, and he's already getting paid. He's already had his big deal. And Drew Housen, Drew Rosenhaus has a good relationship with the you know his agent has a good relationship with the Bengals. But I just think, just think he's a little long in the tooth right. for them, you know. Uh, so. Uh, but I think you know, guy, you know, a guy like Connor Williams who fits in there. I think the, um, I just think the Tennessee center might be a little pricey. Yep. There, but um, which is maybe why Jensen's a little you know, might be a little bit alluring. I'm, I'm not sure Jensen's going to cost as much as the Titans guy, Jones, Ben Jones. But um, like I say, I think they're looking for that. that you know, who, you know, <clears throat> Williams and some other guys who fit that. Uh, I think I think Bozeman's a center, but he can play both. I think um, he's probably a center. He's probably yeah. going to get paid to play center. I, I think yeah. what what I'm hearing is that the the interior offensive line, the agents for interior offensive linemen, think their guys are going to get paid. The the James Daniels, the Austin Corbett's yeah. of the world, the even yeah. Ted Carrasses of the world think yeah. that they're they're probably going to get a million or two more than a lot of people are expecting. I've heard projections for James Daniels, who's very young, 24 years old, right. the bears interior lineman, 12 million per year for yeah. James Daniels, Austin Corbett, yeah. 10 million per year yeah. are the numbers that we're, we're currently seeing projected for those guys. And the Bengals historically don't value guard that highly, but after what they just saw in the Super Bowl, yeah. Jeff, do you think that that changes this year? Um, I think, I think they know they have to upgrade there. But I don't think they're gonna. Uh, I don't. I don't see them flying out early on guards. You know, if James Daniels is gonna get twelve, I think they'll salute him. I'm not sure they were all that shot in the neck with him when he was coming out. Right. So, uh, you know, I I think that um, you know, and of course it's a big. You know, I mean, when you've just come off a Super Bowl that was dominated by a three technique, you know, that's the that's kind of been the theme really of the last five years, really about how those three techniques have, you know, destroyed games just as much as the edge guys. 
because the quarterback can't step up. He can't follow through. I mean, we lived that with Geno Atkins. I mean, Geno Atkins terrorized, you know, quarterbacks. Look at the numbers. Look at the passer ratings of the guys who came into this building in 2012, 2013, and 2014. Brady, Rodgers, um, Flacco, Roethlisberger. Uh, go back to Wilson in 2015. Not only was it the overall defense of Zimmer and Gunther, but it was also Geno Atkins was in their face. So they took down a lot of great quarterbacks in that run because of Geno and the pressure from inside. So, you know, they've lived it. But I, I don't know that, you know, their philosophy is uh, – I just don't I, – I, I think they're going to be active in the guard market, but I just don't think they're going to uh, – you know, I mean, I, I, they didn't go, they didn't go out there and get Zeitler, and I'm not, and and looking at it, I'm not sure how much did Zeitler impact Baltimore, you know, and so, I think they're going to go cautious at guard. They're going to go guard, but I think they're going to be cautious. Well, let, let's take the non cautious approach for for my next question, and this doesn't have to do with guard, but it impacts the entire line. Laramie Tunsil is going to probably get traded. It just feels yeah. like it. It feels like Houston's going to deal everybody. I don't know about Watson and when, but it just feels like he's going to get traded. Maybe Brandon Cooks gets traded. Um, but Laramie Tunsil, 27 years old, yeah. left tackle, under contract for the next two years. I know Jason Lockenfora on Wednesday reported that Houston might be willing to uh, – they've already paid out all of his bonus money, I believe, but uh, pay out some, take on some of his contract to move him. Is that a guy you could see the Bengals liking because there aren't many because they're, they're willing to pay tackle, but there just aren't many no. under 30 tackles available and they're drafting 31st overall that to me. And I know it's hard for it to come together, but if there is a big splash to be made on the offensive line, that one might be it. Butch, what, what do you think? Tunsil's supposed to make 19 this year. Uh, I, I think I think it's 18, but yeah, in that range. Yeah, it's been. I don't see it. Sure. No, I don't see it at that number. I don't see it. You know. Gotcha. 17 and a half. Yeah. 17 and a half this year. But but what if is what what number would it be acceptable? Like what if what if Houston eats yeah. four million? They better start chewing because they that's yeah, that's a big chewing. number. That's a big <laughs> number. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to cut that. Yeah, yeah I, I'm just not sure. That's that, that that that's a big number for the guy, and I don't. I, I'm I'm not. You know, uh, he's a good player, but I I, I don't. You know, I mean, uh, eighteen. You know, seventeen and a half, thirteen and a half, fourteen. I'm not. You know, I'm not sure that that uh, that's a fit. It's a big cap number for sure. Let Let's close, James. Unless you have anything you want to go to after this, with a couple of Bengals internal guys that that we haven't talked about yet that haven't necessarily garnered as much attention or as much discussion because I think a lot of Bengals fans are looking externally for these positions. But Riley Reef, Quentin Spain, Eli Apple, are, are these guys in the running to, to be back? Are these guys that the Bengals think that they can count on for quality snaps or, or are they really looking for improvement at those spots? Yeah, I think they're looking to upgrade in all those spots. They may come back to those guys, but it might be later. But my sense is that they're looking to uh, – you know, they're trying to upgrade there. You know, I think a corner, they're probably looking in the draft, you know. Um, and I think um, I think that's something that they're going to, uh, uh, you know, Reef and Spain, I, they love those guys. But, you know, the age thing, and uh, I think they probably they see how that first, second, third wave goes. But, 
you know, those are guys they could probably, probably, probably get back to at some point, I would think. I La- think last thing. Go ahead, James. Last thing for me, as far as external guys, because you, you mentioned Ogan Joby as the potential, you know, for the, the cash spend this year. Yeah. The biggest splash position wise, if it, if it's not going to be guard and, and again, splash is relative because it, to this fan base, someone that helps Joe Burrow stay upright is a, a big splash. So uh, when I say that, I'm not necessarily saying Brandon Scherf, but what position do you think that would be? Is it is it guard still where it's it's yeah I, I, yeah. I mean if it's not it? internal, uh, and this is the thing you never get credit for signing your own guys, you know. But that can be a splash too, you know. But sure. you never get credit for it. But uh, you know how many times did they give sixty million dollar deals to Michael Johnson, to Dunlap, to to Gino, you know? But it never got the but it never got the it never got the legs that Hendrickson did, you know, because that was a first day guy from another team. But it's still it's still money. It's still a lot of money, you know. But mm-hmm. I think uh, no, I think we're probably talking guard, and it might not be one guard, you know. It might be a center and a guard, you know. Right. That you're talking, you know. It's a package thing, you know. When you when you add it up, maybe it does add up to Hendrickson or something. But you know, everybody wants a splash splash number. But we all know what we've been. You 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 guys have been watching the Bengals long enough. You know they're not into that. They're into they talk about value. You know, they're not into the big splashy numbers. You know, they've they've often said how many Super Bowls are won in March. And I know people will say, well, I saw one get lost in February. But, <laughs> I, you know, but I think that, uh, you know, the, the, the league is littered with March winners. How many marches have the Cleveland Browns won? Yeah, you know? I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying there. I, I think that my takeaway – is we're probably at slightly different numbers for what we expect the Bengals to spend. I think they've mm-hmm. spent more than expect expectations would have suggested the last couple of years as well. Even when you dive really deep into the numbers and really do analysis on trending, they've spent a little bit more. And so I'm looking for whether that will continue or not. And I'm talking more from a cash than cap perspective. But what I took away is looking for improvements over guys like Spain, Apple, and uh, maybe Trey Hopkins, maybe Riley Reef, looking still for value, looking to retain some of their key guys. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens in terms of how they manage all of this stuff. Because the way that it seems to be going is if they have their way in free agency, and you never do, plan never endures contact with the enemy, right? You right. never get exactly your way. But if they do, it sounds like they do want to look at defense in the first round for the first time under Zach Taylor. Jeff, really appreciate your time today, your insight. Of course, everybody knows you write for Bengals.com. You have great insight into the team. And while people might not always <laughs> love the 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 direction the team goes, at least you bring that insight into where the team's mentality may be. So we appreciate that. I mean, I agree with you. I think they're going to, uh, I think they're going to spend. I think it's going to be a kind of a steady deal, though. I think it's going to probably go from March sixteenth, probably maybe, you know. I think they're going to do it a uh, little here, a little there. And when you look up, I think their their hope is they would have upgraded in a lot of spots, you know. And uh, but they did it with, you know, 
they still spent some cash, but they spent it on a lot of guys. And they have the opportunity to do just that this offseason. Next on Lockdown Bengals, James and I get into our offseason plans, trying our best to play by realistic rules and keep to what we think is within the confines of what the Bengals may do in free agency. Until next time, Bengals fans, go find Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com. Hude, and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.